This is a milkweed. Milkweeds are what the monarch butterflies have to have. And then there's also a little something flying around in there. But insects are going to grow all summer long. And the peak time for insects and butterflies is August, September. So remember that when you think, oh, I just don't see any insects now. Well, they're just getting started. Welcome to Between the Stacks, a podcast presented by the Athens-Limestone County Public Library. Each episode brings you into the library to meet our collection of people and to introduce programs and ways we're connecting with the Limestone County, Alabama community. Welcome to another edition of Athens-Limestone County Public Libraries Between the Stacks. I am Jennifer Baxter, and I'm here with Lee Patterson, who is the Executive Director of Keep Athens Limestone Beautiful. We recently had a program called Pollinator Day at the library, and I just want you to talk a little bit about what Pollinator Day is and why you guys do it. Okay, well, this program was actually pitched to me by Keep Alabama Beautiful, and the importance of pollinators and the fact that they are disappearing is concerning. So we like to teach kids about just how important they are. We wouldn't have some of the foods that we have without our pollinators, so we want to stress the importance of that. It's not just eel bugs, you know, they do have important jobs. All right, turn around behind you and see what you see on these yellow flowers. There's big, big bumblebee on that milkweed. You see it on the pink flowers? Yeah. And the bee, y'all might not be able to see it, but the bee's legs have a pollen load. They're yellow. You can tell. They've got chunks of pollen. I went to Pollinator Day because we read a story as a part of your Pollinator Day, which was fun, but I learned a lot. I feel like that as well. Yeah, and um, which we haven't mentioned yet is that the library and the library foundation have come together to create the library garden. And it is gorgeous. It is going to be really something when it is completely finished. And we had a little hand in the pollinator garden portion of it, um, helping with the funding on that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one of the things that we focused on. Saturday, we got to walk out in the garden and see the flowers and actually see some of the pollinators in action. Yeah. That was really neat. This is the nectar garden with all the flowers. If I'm a pollinator and I'm looking for nectar, these... These middles look pretty small, don't they? Middle's where the good stuff is. That's where the nectar is. That's where the pollen is. Mrs. Emily Clem with the foundation, who is a retired school teacher, science teacher. She knows it all, man. <laughs> <laughs> She's impressive. Yes. Yeah. She had a little, she picked up all the bugs and she was showing the kids the native bugs on the native plants and it was just a moment. It was yes. super cool. Okay, you see the orange and black? That's a beetle. They call it a milkweed beetle because you always find it on milkweed. Does everybody see it? Okay, let's look (laughs) over here. This is going to be a vine. Oh, cool. And in August when you come, I could just about guarantee there are going to be some orange caterpillars and they're going to eat it up. 
I yeah. loved that. That was awesome. So is that something that uh, Pollinator Day, have y'all done that many times or is it new for you? This is the first time oh, I've really? done it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think it went really well. Yeah. I'll be excited to do it again, you know, in years to come. Yeah. So, I think it's a great program. Yeah. For sure. Okay. So tell me a little bit about KALB, what that means, who you are. Okay. We're Keep Athens Limestone Beautiful and we are Keep America Beautiful Affiliates. Our organization has been around since 1977 here in Athens, Mm. and um, it's been a very active organization over the years. We focus on education, um, litter awareness. We have a litter or an adopt spot program for people to adopt a roadway and clean up the litter from that. Uh, We do our Earth Day and Outdoor Expo every year. We also have two other boards that fall under our umbrella, our recycling board, which is over the Athens Limestone Recycling Center. So that's actually mm. part of our organization. It's not owned by the city or the county like everyone thinks. How <laughs> did it, that? It's nonprofit, just like we are. It's part of us. And also our beautification board, they do a lot of projects around town, uh, beautifying. They do the pots around the square. They plant those every spring and fall. The Triangle at Clinton Street and Highway 72, some of the uh, cemeteries. They do the beautification awards for businesses every year. We are a very busy organization. That's awesome. (laughs) That's what I really love about the job is because throughout the year, we're doing different things. You Mm -hmm. know, every month we have different activities going on. Like in February and then in November, we're normally in the schools talking to the 5th and 6th graders with the 4-H program. And... We love doing that. We love going into the schools and educating. We'll play Jeopardy with them, and they love it. So, you know, get a little competition going. But, you know, they enjoy learning that way for yeah. sure. So that's fun. And, you know, we have a membership drive that we do. We have our fundraisers, nonprofit, got mm-hmm. have fundraisers. Yeah. And um, we've done household hazardous waste collections. We've done two of those over the last year. So that's exciting. That We're is. just really busy. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> okay. So how long have y'all done the Outdoor Expo? Earth Day, I believe it's been 11 years. Okay. So it started out actually called Mother Earth Day. Ooh. And then it kind of evolved into the Earth Day and Outdoor Expo. Yeah. So we didn't get to do it last year due to COVID, but this year we brought it back. So next nice. year, hopefully it'll be bigger and better than ever. I was kind of looking at KALB and what that meant and what you do. And I realized that there were so many photos of past Earth Day Outdoor Expos. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this seems pretty established. It has been, and I just really hate that we lost the momentum last year, you know, with code. Everybody knows how that feels, but um, it was the 50th anniversary of Earth Day last year. Oh, darn. And we had just moved the event to Athens State University. We were excited about hosting it there and partnering with them. And then we had to cancel. Yeah. Well, hopefully that can pick (laughs) up speed next year. I hope so. We do plan to move that back to Athens State next year. But um, it'll be an indoor-outdoor event. And if it rains, we won't have to postpone because we have indoor space. So we're excited about that. (laughs) So I really did not realize that the Recycling Center fell under you guys. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of people do not realize that. (laughs) Okay. So tell me how that came to be. That started in the early 80s. It actually started as a science project. What? Yeah. Do you remember whose science project it was? Someone from Athens High School. (laughs) Cool. And it just got to be where they couldn't do it anymore. And so our organization took that kind of under our wing, started that board, and rolled with it. Mm -hmm. And it's grown and changed. Um, We accept a lot of items that other recycling centers don't, like glass, Mm. motor oil, cooking oil, 
um, next week we are getting our help back. So nice. we can start taking plastics again next week. We're very excited about that. It's been hard not taking those plastics. But every piece of plastic that comes into that center has to be hand sorted. Wow. Like each piece has to be touched. And we just have not had the manpower to do that. Yeah. So, so where does the recycling go once it processes through your center? It goes to different buyers. Um, we try to keep them as local as possible. Our plastics go to Indorama here in town. And our cardboard goes to West Rock. We also have one of those in Athens. And um, we ship the others to different locations, but they are fairly close to us. So I think we try to keep everything in the southeast. Now, have you seen that industries or companies that has been buying this recycle in the past, has that been dwindling at all? I would say that it's still going okay. Uh, recycling was disrupted when China stopped taking some of the recycling, but what we do here locally has never left this country, as far as we know. Yeah. <laughs> that was mostly a West Coast problem. And a lot of that was because they were putting garbage in with their recycling. And the other countries got tired of having to try to sort that out. That yeah. it, it contaminates everything. Garbage contaminates recycling. And Do you hear that, people? Yes. The garbage contaminates. Garbage contaminates recycling. <laughs> <laughs> and we get some really gross things at the mm, recycling center. People will throw in dirty diapers mm. and all kinds of stuff that you just don't want yeah. to see. And, the, you know, the workers, they don't want to handle that. Right. And they shouldn't have to. And it ruins. It does. The recycling. Exactly. That would be otherwise be viable. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So don't put your dirty diapers in the recycling Please bin. Please don't. <laughs> I've said this on a podcast before. I get really interested in a topic and I do a research deep dive. But I did a research deep dive on the recycling because yeah. um, I read all about how China stopped taking it and they were having a hard time finding a global buyer. So I'm actually really interested to hear this more localized story about recycling and it going to local companies. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. And if you ever have a chance to tour Indorama, it's very interesting to see the process that they put the plastic through. You know, they clean it and they chop it into small pieces. They have to float it to separate it. Cool. It's, it's a neat, it's a neat thing to see. So. Wow, that's right here? Yeah, it's right I here. I didn't even Athens. know that. Yeah. So your board, you're self-sustaining totally with the, the monetary piece of your recycling center. Is that correct? Yeah, they do receive an appropriation from the okay. city and the county. Interesting. But uh, they are nonprofit and they are part of our organization. So, so the bins that we have at our houses... Now, those are city property. I see. That's part of the city's recycling program, and everything that goes in those blue carts goes to the Decatur facility. And that has stopped for the same reason Mm -hmm. that ours has, because they didn't have the help to sort everything. But that's coming back, too. (laughs) So our podcast might be sort of delayed. So by next week, you mean early July. Right. Now, the curbside, I think they're saying the beginning of August. Okay. So we've talked about the Outdoor Expo. We've talked about the recycling. And what was the other thing that you guys are doing? Let's talk about litter. Yeah, let's talk about litter. Because that's a big one. Yeah. (laughs) And before you go into it, I just want to say, as an outsider, (laughs) you know, I know that I've seen on that Facebook group what's happening in Athens, but I see where people complain about litter, and I just want, I mean, I came from somewhere else. I've lived in multiple places. It is everywhere. It is. Yeah, it's not just local, but. Right. And I feel like throughout the first several months of COVID, 
it just got worse and worse and worse. Mm. Part of it was they didn't have anyone that was cleaning it up. There was no one available gotcha. to get out there and do that. You know, that's inmates. They weren't letting the inmates out to do that. Um, so we saw an increase in roadside litter, mm-hmm. I feel like. And then you've got additional roadside litter that we've never had before. PPE, you've got masks and gloves, and people are dropping them and not meaning to and yeah. throwing them out. So, it, you know, I, we saw a definite increase. And in January, we did our first cleanup that we had done probably in several months you know, it's an outdoor activity. Everybody could social distance. You know, it was something people could do during COVID. People were ready to get out. Um, but since January until now, at least seven cleanups and possibly eight. That's and awesome. we've cleaned up over 70,000 pounds of trash. That's a lot of trash. That's a whole lot of trash. Now, I will say a good deal of that trash came from our cleanup at Buzzard Roost oh, in I've West Limestone. Okay. That was in February. This was a road, it was a dirt road, or gravel road, excuse mm-hmm. me, and it had been dumped on for mm-hmm. years and years. People would just take their trash, take their old furniture, there were couches, toilets, uh, TVs, all kinds of Yikes. stuff out there that should have just been taken to the dump, to the landfill Can you here. just take it to the dump? You can, absolutely. It costs a little bit per truckload. I think it's 10 to $12 per truckload oh, wow, to take, cool. you know, all that stuff, but people just took it out there on that road and dumped it. So we partnered with District 4 County Commissioner LaDon Townsend and worked to get that area cleaned up. One Saturday, about 120 volunteers, four hours, we cleaned up almost 60,000 pounds of trash. That's crazy. It was insane. How many volunteers? About 120. Wow. We had a great showing from the community. We had... Uh, people that were bringing their personal equipment, like their big uh, backhoes and all kinds of oh. stuff, just to come out and help. And it was it was great to see that many people just show up that wanted to help and wanted to make a difference. That's and, awesome. Um, that was probably the biggest cleanup that I've been involved with. It was fun to be a part of that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I um, was a member of Rotary Club before I moved here. But one of the things I loved that we did was we did bi-weekly cleanup because we have a we had a beach. So, oh, I mean, the beach yeah. is just, you yes. know, people come and park and throw their stuff out. And there, it blew my mind that there would be enough trash every single time in the exact same spot every two weeks for us to just pick up. But we did it regularly. And I have been a quasi-government employee for over 10 years. And so a lot of what I see, I usually see people are like, oh, well, we pay the city. We pay the county. They should do it. But the amount of trash that comes in is almost completely impossible for one department to handle. Exactly. So like what you're talking about, if there's a problem, the community's got to rally around it and take ownership to be yes. able to take pride in their community. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That is key. And, you know, it's hard... As everybody gets out there and works, you're right. It just comes right back. Yeah. And that is the most frustrating part of my job. You know, we spend all this time and we get it clean and it's looking nice. Next day, drive down the road, there's more litter. So discouraging. Yeah, it is. (laughs) And like you said, you can take it to the dump. You can. I wonder if you could do a free dump dump day. Or there actually are two free dump days here in Limestone County, and that's provided by the county commission. They usually are in April and October. Well, that's good to know. So, yeah, that's even offered. 
Okay. As a solution to help with that. Yeah. Do they so, get a lot on those two yes, days? Yes, that's the yeah. problem. They get lined up and backed up. And when it when the gates close at noon, the gates close at noon. I wonder what it would look like if they span that out <clears throat> to one dump day per month instead of overloading them, themselves twice a year. You know? I don't but, know. So I wish t- I had an answer. <laughs> I know. Well, you probably feel a lot like I do where a lot of my job is just talking Talking, talking, talking. Libraries, libraries, libraries. This is what we do. But that's a part of Sounds being a director. Familiar. Yeah. Exactly. Just change you, the library to litter. And that's me. <laughs> <laughs> you embody your organization and you go out there and you campaign and you market and you talk. And that's right. just really a part of being a nonprofit type director. Exactly. You live and breathe your work. That's right. Tell us a little bit about the keep beautiful part. The beautification board. Beautification, yeah. yeah. They, uh, they do an outstanding job. They keep things looking so nice around town. Plus, they do beautification awards. And they just finished judging back in May, and we're in the process of announcing that right now. I can say who the top three were because we gave them their signs yesterday. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Yes. These three uh, businesses or organizations scored 98 or above. And that's high praise. So... Third place was Athens Police Department. Oh, good job. Second place was First Presbyterian Church. Okay. And first place was Calhoun Community College. Woo! So that was that was fun. We got to go out yesterday and uh, take pictures with the signs. And oh, the, good. So, you know, I, I see the ugly with the litter, but I also get to see the pretty with yeah. the beautification. So that, that's good. that really kind of balances everything out. Where does that board get their funding? They are also, like we are and like the Recycling Center, they have a city appropriation and a county appropriation. We get that as well, and we fundraise on top of that. So, And we also do the Wacky Quacky Ducky Derby. That's one more thing we could talk about. I don't know if you've seen that. I've never heard it. Say that again. The Wacky Quacky Ducky Derby. All right. That is where we race rubber ducks (laughs) down the spillway at Big Spring Memorial Park, just off the square where the ducks, where all the ducks are. The duck pond. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that is a fun event, and it has been going on for 20 years. That's one of our biggest fundraisers. We always have great prizes. Last year, our grand prize was $2,000. Wow. And um, then we had some other cash prizes. And So we'll see what this year holds. We uh, do that in October on the same weekend as Fiddler's. So you, can you enter, like, a team of people for one rubber ducky, or, like, an, how does that work? We can make it work however you want mm-hmm. to. What we offer that most people do is you can get six ducks, and we call that a quack pack. <laughs> and that's six ducks for $25. So you do get a free duck. They're $5 each. I see. And we run different heats because we have so many ducks. So the heats compete with each other. And then let's say we have 24 prizes total. We would then take the top four ducks out of each of the six heats, and race those against each other in a championship race. In the order that they come through the chute, we have a duck chute, <laughs> then um, not S-H-O-O-T-C-H-U-T-E. <laughs> Let me clarify. <laughs> so uh, the order that they come through the chute is, you know, the prize that they get. Oh, fun. So, yeah. I can't so wait for the rubber ducky quacky wacky. It is so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me the name again. <laughs> Wacky Quacky Ducky Derby. All right. Now, do people gather around to they watch do. the ducks? They do. Are we allowed to wear like duck paraphernalia? You can wear whatever you want. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't wait. That reminds me, though, I forgot to mention our, our mascot. Oh, you have a mascot? We have a mascot. Who is it? Sparky. Sparky. And he's been around for a long time. He is a 
big yellow sunshine. Oh, that's cute. And we go to preschools with Sparky, and we swear them in as litter patrol officers. <laughs> we teach them about the importance of not littering and the harmful effects of litter on, you know, a three- and four-year-old level. So oh, that's, that's a lot sweet. of fun. <laughs> yeah, but that's cute. Yeah, it is. It's so do you fun. do all of this, or does your board help you do these things? The board helps with a lot of things. I mean, most of the programs that we go out and teach, that would be me and Jenny, my assistant. But the board is, is wonderful as far as, you know, helping with fundraisers and helping with big events and that kind of thing. Yeah. They're very supportive. Wonderful. Couldn't do it without them. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't well, want to. <laughs> I wouldn't either. That's a big job. Yes. You've got a lot of things going on. Sounds like you're very busy. Very busy. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the pollinator day. And we put pictures up on our, our Facebook. I don't know if you saw them on. We really enjoyed that day and appreciate you guys so much for letting us come out and do that. And hopefully we can do it again in the future we since we have this lovely garden we do. to use. Yeah. So, In yes. addition to the actual pollinator plants you provided for the garden, you actually provided pollinator plants that day for the kids to take home. Yes. So we were excited about that. It was awesome. So. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was great talking to you. Lee Patterson, Executive Director of Keep Athens Limestone Beautiful. And I'm sure uh, one day we'll have to have you on here again. Thank you. I appreciate it. I would love to come back. I like to think these kind of native plants, you don't have to baby them. You stick them in the ground, say good luck, and give them some water. But they're going to move around because they're going to make seeds, and the seeds are going to go everywhere. So they are, they're real nice right now because I've only been here a couple months. But next year they will be bigger and better, plus it will be tossed salad. It will scramble up. But that's going to be great. So be sure you come back. Come back every week and see how things change in this garden. Okay? Any other questions? Please feel free to come out here anytime. The library is open. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You've been listening to Between the Stacks, a podcast produced by the Athens Limestone County Public Library. Join us next time as we meet the people and programs making an impact on the community of Athens and Limestone County, Alabama. To hear other recordings from our Library Voices podcast series, visit the Athens Limestone County Library website at alcpl.org. Library Voices is also now available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.